You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you a little bit about our current sponsors, uh, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. As you well know, if you've been following This is Oklahoma, they've been a huge part of this podcast. So this podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling an Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. Also for the podcast, a new sponsor, RCB Bank. The home market is booming and RCB Bank is here for you. If you're in the market to buy a home, a mortgage pre-qualification will make the process much easier. Talk to one of our mortgage professionals today. RCB Bank, that's my bank. With approved credit, terms and restrictions apply, member FDIC, equal housing lender, RCB Bank, NMLS 798151. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike and here, your host, back with another episode down at the Bedford studio today um, to talk about this cool project. Um that you've you know that jacoby my guess is is, is kind of part of and dive into all the meaning behind it but man thanks for coming down I'm excited to hear about it um you know i know there's a there's a lot of meaning behind this uh, kind of doing, doing a little bit of research and learning the backstory um but before we do tell us a little bit about yourself and and kind of who you are what you do and, and where you live First off, Mike, thanks for for letting me come in here, man. Yeah, of course. I really do appreciate it. This, uh, hopefully this is a lot of fun for me, but I was very looking forward to coming here. Good. Um, my name is Jacoby Gonzalez. Um, I've lived here in the city going on, um, I'd say, around like 10 years mm-hmm. uh, or roughly. Um, the, the Penny Project, what we do is we provide families who are um, – Obviously, who can't purchase one of these socks because one of these socks alone goes for about three hundred to three hundred and fifty dollars. Uh-huh. Um, so they're a little pricey. Yeah. Um, but what we do is we have those families reach out to us, and then we provide them with this cool little piece of technology that's yeah. called the Outlet Smart Sock. Uh-huh. Um, and what that what that sock does um, is it monitors the heart rhythm and the oxygen levels of the infant. Yeah. So that way, you know, if the the infant's ever choking or anything like that, it'll alert the parent. Right. Um, and that way the parent has enough time to get to the child if they're choking or yeah. get the child to wherever the hospital for say, uh, mm-hmm. if they need to get them there, it'll give them enough time to get that done yeah. or at least alert them and give the, give the infant a fighting chance. Right. Um, so those families, we reach out to them because this, this is a really cool piece of technology, like I said. Um, and I feel that a lot of parents should, especially with newborns, sure. should have one of these. Yeah. Um, you know, just kind of give every infant a fighting chance. Right. Um, you know, with with my daughter, she passed away back in 2016, mm-hmm. and she actually passed away on my on Father's Day, which was my very first Father's Day. Wow! So June 19th of 2016, um, I woke up that morning. Um, you know, I was a I was a brand new dad, a single dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I was living with my mom at the time. Uh, I woke up that morning, uh, rolled over, and just saw that she was blue yeah um instantly picked her up didn't know what to do i ran into my mom's room um and i had some of my other family members at the time that were there but instantly um my aunt she is a pharmacist but she started cpr mm-hmm. and uh yeah we called 911 you know and was a, that was a really hard morning for me no doubt um you know to go through all that and it still kind of haunts me till this day yeah but there is a lot of 
I kind of try not to say it in this way, but there's there's good things that came about sure. it. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, we started this uh, this nonprofit where we're giving families this cool device for for free. Right. We're not we don't ask for anything other than a, a picture of the infant to put on our website. But right now, you're uh, fighting to make a change. Whereas yes. if this didn't happen, you would just be going about your life. Yeah, right? I, I, yeah. A lot of a lot of you know, there's a lot of especially new parents who don't. Mm-hmm. who underestimate SIDS and stuff like that. And even when it does happen, there's no warning sign. Yeah, of course. You know, there's no, there's no way of telling it, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least with having this on the infant when they're napping and sleeping, if something were to ever go wrong, God forbid, yeah. um, at least they would they would know, opposed to waking up and kind of finding their infant the, right, the, way, yeah. the way I did. Yeah. Um, so, so you've been here 10 years. Um, what brought you to Oklahoma first? Um, so I, my family and I, I we lived in uh, Kansas, liberal Kansas, okay. very, very yeah. right-hand corner of the state. <laughs> uh, that's where you find all your, your wheat and, you know, your smelly cows and, yeah, you know, all that stuff like that out there. Um, I, uh, I actually moved up to Manhattan to go to K-State for about a year. Okay. Didn't like it. Ended up moving down to El Paso with my dad, and I lived there for about five years. Uh, my family from liberal they moved here uh-huh. uh, just because of the fact you know the this is where the oil yeah. this is where all that good the market here was good for that and so my stepdad at the time he moved the family here yeah um, and so they lived here uh, up on the north side of the deer creek area for a while well actually the whole time this whole uh-huh. time they lived up there um, but when i lived in el paso i had nothing going there for me um, so I just decided, I was like, man, I'm just going to go follow my family. Yeah. Um, I know that Oklahoma City is a, is a good area. You know, it's a city. I grew yeah. up in a right. in a town of maybe 80,000 people. You know, it's not small, but it, there's, there's no right. activity there. Yeah, there's no much going on, there. is it? Yeah. Um, so I moved here. Um, and as soon as I moved here, um, I instantly found a job. And that's when I started working for the dental depot um, right. as a dental assistant. Uh-huh. Um, and just... From that time to now, uh, I still work as a dental assistant, part-time dental assistant. Um, but right now, I'm trying to pursue um, dentistry, um, gotcha. getting a, in that yeah. career field. Um, I just kind of I, I found some motivation, inspiration, mm-hmm. working as a dental assistant, especially having good mentors that I've worked with over the past few years. Right. Um, at the dental depot, who have kind of kind of showed me the ropes and the ways. And, you know, I found it one of yeah. those to be an interesting uh, profession. To follow, no doubt, the one yeah. where I would make a difference in my community, and one that I would also enjoy to also provide for my family. So, right, you know, it's a, it, it's a, it's something that I, I truly enjoy doing. Yeah, it's probably something you never thought you'd do. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you know, like, like growing up in a small, small town sounds like you know, all field or agriculture work, and then mm-hmm. you're like, you know few years or five six whatever years later you're like i'm gonna go to dental school now, mm-hmm. right like, yeah i never saw myself shit. when i was 18 i never saw myself being you know anywhere in the in the medical yeah. profession yeah i always thought i was gonna be a rock star i played you know i played drums at the time when i was 18 okay I toured in a little band that we you know we practiced yeah. in our garage and stuff like that so i always thought i was gonna be a rock star but here i am you know trying to doing really well in school okay. you know trying to pursue a a really good career for myself uh, one that i'm actually proud of Right, yeah. You know, one that a lot of people are uh, stand behind me mm-hmm. on. Um, so yeah, I, I I enjoy what I do now. I yeah. really do. That's awesome. And I, lo- I love like you know like um, so many obviously podcasts. People have come on you know and they tell their journey and like how they navigate and, and then how they end up where they are. And you just like you know you probably look back and like what even like how do you even get like you know from from working and, and growing up around family that's doing agricultural oil field work and then 
the dentist stuff comes mm-hmm. out. It's just totally different business. And mm-hmm. you know, it's totally different. Like, you know, you're out grinding and, you know, really doing hard work in, in, in the oil field and manual labor stuff, or you're kind of holding a dental tool to someone's face. Yeah, right? it's, it, it, definitely, it definitely motivates you when you grow up in a, in a family who, um, for say, I guess, struggles all their life working from paycheck to paycheck, living off that paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where I, that I want to change. Right. You know, I, I don't want to follow that same route that, you know, my mom and my dad followed. Mm-hmm. Um, especially having my own kids now. Yeah. You know, that's something I want to instill in them is, you know, working hard and actually putting yourself towards your education, gotcha. and, you know, actually trying to reach beyond what you think your limitations are. Yeah. Um, I know like my first two years in, in college, I struggled. I hated chemistry. Yeah. I didn't understand the lick of math. Um, and now, you know, I'm, I'm teaching people physics and <laughs> understanding, you yeah. know, the molecular biology and chemistry right. and all yeah. that good stuff. So it's, it's a good feeling, especially when it's something that when you were young, when I was younger, I didn't understand. Right. And now I'm actually sitting there from eight to five actually studying, like really studying, mm-hmm. and you know, to actually put yourself and your mind to it. Once you find a really good uh, routine to follow, yeah. it, it works out for you really, really right. well. Yeah, it's, and, and you know, being, you know, like I said, being a role model to kids now, and like, you know, because you, every father obviously wants to provide for their child, but also give them every opportunity that, that they can. But you're, you know, you're also showing them that, you know, it, with hard work you can pretty much do anything you want mm-hmm. right but you've got to get through got to get past that mental limitation of mm-hmm. you know that's half the battle isn't it it's like mm-hmm. if you can you know this i think there's a guy out there who says like we're all we're at like 40 percent of our mind whereas like if you push beyond that there's another 60 percent to go but it's our mental capacity that kind of holds us back and the doubt and the fear that says no we can't do that and then yeah. you you know why it's a risk or whatever um so it's cool for you to be you know that person to you know to family and kids and stuff because you know like and I'm not saying that like for you probably didn't have like you, you know you had the, those role models growing up right but they were probably always going to be doing the same thing mm-hmm. so if you hadn't done any hadn't changed mm-hmm. or f- tried to be something different you would probably be doing the same thing as oh, yeah. family oh, yeah. right yeah definitely overcoming the doubt just you know in yourself right you know finding you know there's there's a lot of people that go all their lives you know, doing, you know, finding a job and they work the eight to five and they hate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of them and, you know, going back to school in itself is, is hard to do, especially yeah. when you have kids. Yeah. You know, you have to find a way to balance that life or, you know, the life at home and then also applying yourself to your, to studying. Right. Um, you know, in the way I've, I've kind of, I've played a lot. I've experimented a lot with my studying. Mm hmm. Um, but I found a, a really good uh, routine for myself. Like uh, all, when I am in school, which is about to start in two year, or two weeks, yeah. um, I study for an hour to an hour and a half, and then I'll take a twenty to thirty minute break to kind of you know wrestle around with my kiddos uh-huh. or you know go outside for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then I'll you know and I always set a timer. I, I'm very I'm very strict on my on my routine throughout the day. Yeah. Um, but I follow that routine, and I've noticed that even the last two semesters that my grades have greatly improved. Uh, I've retained a lot more information. There's, yeah. you know, there's, there's people that think like, oh, I have to study for 
10 straight hours and I'll, I'll do really well. It's not as nah. easy as it sounds and right. it doesn't work the way people Brain think it's going to work out. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I found that giving myself a break um, and not getting into that tunnel vision where you're looking at the screen and you're getting, mm. you know, you're just looking at it and not really. Yeah. It, you're not really, engaged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not whole, you're not retaining all the information, but you're just looking and you're reading and you don't even know what you're reading at that mm-hmm. point. Um, but I, like I said, I found a good routine that works for me and it may work for some, right. m- most others, hopefully they, yeah. you know, they, they take my advice and they try it out. But well, you for stick me, to that routine because you know it works, right? Like yeah. now you know it works. So you've gone through the trial mm-hmm. process to get there, but you know, it's, it's amazing that, I mean, routine is, is not, doesn't have to be studying, right? It could be diet, eating, mm-hmm. working out, like studying i mean anything which is really cool to stick to that and and also like be strict with yourself right mm-hmm. and be like, commit, oh, commit to it and be like no, no this is from this time i do this yeah uh, oh, very, and, very. I, and it's also great knowing you're planning too right because like i know what i'm going to be doing you know there's nothing worse than like opening up a book and be like oh i'll just like do this today mm-hmm. but i mean i was not good at school um I say that I passed, but I was not like, I did enough to pass. So I was not excelling at anything other than sports. Um, tell me about the music stuff. So, uh, like, like what I do it for, I mean, yeah, like, hobby. yeah, like how, how do like, where, where do you, know, when do you pick up the first instrument? Where does that come into your life? Um, so I, uh, I've always kind of, you know, gr- growing up, my, my mom was really big on Michael Jackson. Okay. Um, so that's I think that's where I picked up my my uh, my dance moves from the hip thrust and all oh, that yeah. good stuff. That's definitely where I picked yeah. that up. Um, but when I was young, I and I still look back at photos, Christmas photos. Um, my mom had bought me my first, uh, I guess like a like a starter drum drum kit. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, I ended up poking holes in the, the drum heads and all stuff like that. <laughs> but as time went on, and I got into intermediate school, um, I ended up getting into the the band at our at my elementary school uh-huh. um, and I was part of the percussion um, but I had a little xylophone and a little practice pad that you know I bought yeah um, and then as I made my way up to high school um, I jumped into the drum line um, and I stuck to strictly the snare drum uh-huh. um, I was the lead snare for liberal high school at the time um, and then as I got to college um, I was never good at the the drum set. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried jazz band when I was in high school, but it, you know, working your two hands and the right foot yeah. just I wasn't that coordinated yeah, at the time. Yeah. But as time progressed, I uh, I lived right across the street from my best friend, um, and I could always hear them jamming out. Mm-hmm. And they had a drum set in there. And just one day, I kind of peeked my head through underneath the the garage door, and I was like, Hey, can I come jam with you guys? And we just we started a little band from there, man. We started yeah. uh, playing uh, like in Kansas City and Wichita. Uh, we came down to Texas once or twice, um, but we were pretty punk rock. Uh-huh. Um, I I was I've never been a punk rock guy, but it's the type of style that they were, and yeah. I was I just followed it because just because I wanted to be part of something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know we started getting to the point where we were writing our own songs and we started recording in the studio. Um, you know people started buying our little our little EP CDs, you know, and stuff at the time. And, uh, you know, I was like, yes, one day we're going to be big. We're going to be awesome. We're going to be at the Warp Tour (laughs) playing on the main stage. Yeah, yeah. And just, uh, you know, everybody started getting really serious about their education being in college. And so, you know, we we split apart. Uh Um, Caleb, yeah, yeah. Caleb, my best friend, he actually plays at a really big, uh, for a really big church out in Tennessee. Uh 
Um, and you know the other two guys they just play it for you know just for a hobby right. but like myself at home I have an acoustic guitar and I just play it just for just for yeah, fun yeah. I sing at the top of my lungs you yeah know? I play guitar all day long um, I'm starting to pick up the blues a little bit I'm starting I to enjoy that, that a lot yeah, yeah I, I listen to I, I mean something you can listen to all day isn't it and it's not like headbanging punk rock yeah, stuff or it's yeah. not like too slow but it's enough yeah I taught myself how to play Tennessee whiskey okay yeah 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 <laughs> that's a little tough one to, to sing yeah. and play right um, but I uh, as far as like performing for a live audience I've never I don't have enough confidence in myself especially in my voice sure um, to get in front of a, a live audience and play um, although I there there were times where I was like, man, I should just take my guitar and a little bucket and oh, go yeah. stand out in the corner God, downtown yeah. somewhere. That takes some serious balls to do that stuff. <laughs> I like every time I see someone do that, I'm like, like you clearly got you know like you're a lot of you know and he, so, so for the most part, some of the people aren't doing it for money; they're just doing it because they want experience of playing in front of people. Um, I, I couldn't do that. Yeah, I, I love like, music, man. I, I love yeah. all, all genres of music, especially now that in college, I, I listen to a lot of classical. Okay. So I'll, I'll turn on some classical music, Beethoven. Does that help you study? Yeah. Yeah? Just to help me study. Yeah, okay. I, I believe it works. Yeah. Um, when I'm in the gym, I listen to some hardcore headbanging stuff, man, just to get my well, blood yeah, flowing. Yeah, yeah. That's you know? the beauty of music. There's literally something for everything. Yeah, and then, like, you know, I'm a big Ed Sheeran fan. Mm-hmm. Right I now, knew there's I, a reason I watched yeah. it today. <laughs> so I'm a really big fan of his. I think a lot of his music is very poppy. Yeah. Um, he's all over the place. He's a, he's a good artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, his music's really catchy. Yeah, very. Um, and he and, writes a lot of people's songs, too, and they, like, most people don't know what songs he writes because he, yeah. he's not the one singing them all the time. Yeah, they say it's very hard to work with him. Yeah, um, in the studio for other artists to work with him because his song he's written all his songs yeah. for himself and oh, not for another yeah for somebody else to come in and jump on yeah. a song with him yeah um, but I did uh, like Ed Sheeran I uh, proposed to my wife playing yeah uh, one of his songs uh, I didn't I was too shaky uh, at the <laughs> <Yeah>. time but <laughs> oh, I, uh, I get that yeah. got through halfway of the song uh, yeah yeah she said yes uh, that's all right yeah <laughs> we have we have three lovely kids yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I've always I've always had a love for music. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, like I said, I may not be good, I may not be the best singer, but I, I, it's one of my hobbies that I definitely enjoy. That I can just pick up my guitar, especially like right out of my pajamas. Yeah, <laughs> early in the morning and just start playing. Well, it's like gives you that release, doesn't it? Of that, yes. like, I mean, you know, it's for others, it's football or golf or you know playing piano or whatever it is right but you know it's good to have you can take the guitar with you anywhere you can take a look at ukulele with you anywhere too um just to kind of get away for a little bit you know mm-hmm. and kind of you know as long as it's tuned i guess it's pretty so good it's to a good go. way to express your emotions sure um you know on a good day i'll be playing my my head banging stuff and mm-hmm. you know my kids one both of my twin the twins are I ho- hopefully they they play music when they get older. Uh, yeah. I think one of them picks up the guitar and he loves it. Um, but it's it's a good way to express emotion. So, mm-hmm. You know, uh, especially like when Father's Day rolls around, uh, I always play um, this one song. It's called One Man Drinking Games by Mayday Parade. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a song I actually used to play for Penelope. Yeah. Uh, when I had her, um, and I played that for her quite often. Um, but usually on Father's Day, what I'll do is I'll pick up my guitar and I'll play that song. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'll take it out to the cemetery with me when I go out there and visit her early in the morning on that yeah. specific day. Um, but yeah, it's a really good way to express emotions uh, when you're feeling sad or mm-hmm. you know just when you need a moment to cry. Um, hey, we need it. Yeah. We all need it. I, I mean, I'm not afraid to say it. Like I am the emotional one in my family, and I get it from my mom. And like, 
you know, it's gone are the days where like you never saw like your dad or uncle or any mm. man in your family cry, yeah. right? Like, yeah. it is okay to do it now. I mean, it's you know, it's it kind of feel it kind of feels weird saying that, but like, you know, you can't keep things pent up inside you because mm. you probably do some damage if you do. Oh, absolutely. Um, so so obviously this terrible thing happens on Father's Day mm-hmm. of all days, right? Mm-hmm. You got you know it's I mean you got your whole family there. I can't imagine how difficult that is. Um, but just chatting to you now, you know, there's like I said, things happen for a reason. And as bad as that is, there's a lot of good that's come from it. Mm-hmm. This foundation that you have now has come from it mm-hmm. um, with the giving out these socks um, and how incredible a piece of technology that is. Tell me about the foundation and, and kind of like, you know, we're kind of the start of it and, and the re- obviously the reason behind it is because of Penelope and not wanting this to happen to anyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but tell me about that kind of process of, of starting a foundation and just, you know, going through that stuff. So uh, at first the idea came about, obviously, with her passing, but about a year later, mm-hmm. uh, I I don't know, something in, something about her passing kind of kind of opened my eyes. It definitely... In a a way, it kind of motivated me Mm -hmm. to want to do something with my life. I had promised myself that if I ever had kids again, um, that I would do something with myself. Right. Um, Like I said, I didn't want to be with like my parents at home, where you know you're working from paycheck to paycheck. You're always worrying because I saw that Mm -hmm. in my mother's past two relationships that money really caused some tension in the house. Um, especially with having seven other brothers and sisters, you know, money, money, that was a lot of the reason why they fought. Right. Um, uh-huh. But uh, I wanted to pursue something with my life. Um, and so, you know, that's that's another reason, too, why I started going back to school, because I just I wanted better. Yeah. Um, but as working as a dental assistant out at the dental depot, I just had this idea. I was like, well, what I'll start doing is I'll put out a jar with the penny project on it and hopefully people will just start dropping pennies and change in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually that faded out as, you know, I put jars out front and it wasn't working. Um, but that, that idea kind of faded out. And then um, this past Christmas, uh, my wife gifted me the papers for the foundation. Yeah. And so that's how that got started. Um, it, it was it was kind of a tedious process, but we she ended up making enough connections through Realty uh-huh. that she had a bunch of, or she knew some friends who were like, oh, I'll type up the papers for you. You don't have to pay me or anything. Just right. just let me know what you want to do. Um, and so she presented that gift to me this past Christmas. And then from there on out, just the day of, I was like, well, here's what we're gonna start right, doing. Yeah. This is, these are the type of people we're gonna reach out to. Uh-huh. Well, hopefully we'll get enough donations to purchase like five of these and then we'll start from there hopefully yeah. you know we'll just keep them in rotation um and so yeah we we, we got the the foundation going um now we've we're on baby number 17 uh, yeah. family number 17 which i'm pretty proud of because it's only been six seven months and yeah we've helped out that many people usually when people call us and they ask about this like well There's we thought you were a pretty big corporation right. yeah uh, we, we are not <laughs> like, we're working yeah. the three yeah. it's, it's myself my wife and my brother working out of my house mm-hmm. just giving these away just coming up with ideas of how to raise money uh, yeah, just ra- raise awareness yeah. mm-hmm. just in itself yeah and so uh yeah we uh we start my brother who's awesome who's very tech savvy 
he got the website going for us. Um, he, he printed out these cool little bracelets that we give out, um, banners, all kinds of good stuff like that. And and he, he actually has a lot of, he puts a lot of it on his shoulders. It takes a lot of the work for us, but it's, I don't know anything about computers the way he does. Yeah. Especially when it comes to like marketing. He's got his skill and he knows how to put it to use to help out. Yeah, sure. very, very. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he does all that. Usually, uh, so my wife and myself are just kind of the face mm-hmm. um, and the voice. Who I like to reach out to everybody personally and kind of get a story yeah. and a background from them, opposed to just like, all right, apply through our website and we'll just send you one. I like right, to. You've got to be face to face, build that relationship, and mm-hmm. it's much better than just having a faceless connection via email or whatever. Because yeah, I don't want I don't want to give this to somebody and then turn around and just end up selling it. I want to know that I'm right. I like I'm I'm giving this away to a family, a good family at that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, with the with the foundation, we 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 try not to be too picky about who we're giving one out to. I mean, obviously, if there's a family out there who's making you know good money, who obviously yeah. can purchase one without right. having to worry about their next you know water bill. Yeah. Um. Obviously, we would very highly encourage them to go get one. But mm-hmm. we we usually try to reach out to families who aren't don't have the opportunity to buy one. Right. Um, like I said, they're they're a little pricey, but yeah. How much are they? So just the sock itself is about three hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm in that price range. They also sell kind of an updated version of it that has um, also the the camera, the monitor. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a pretty cool one that goes for like four hundred, four hundred fifty. Yeah. And then Outlet also makes a belly band while the while the mother's pregnant, she can wear it on her on her mm-hmm. belly, and it kind of gives her little vitals and stuff like that. Um, and so there's, as far as I know, those are the three, but yeah. the one that we give out is just the sock itself. So it has the sock that goes on the baby's foot, just like a sock. Uh-huh. Um, and the monitor goes right on the base of the foot on the bottom of the foot. Um, and it gives you real time vitals. Um, and it goes directly to your phone. There's an app that you download and it gives you the vitals right there. And then, yeah. And then there's also a, a little base station that you can set in your, I, you, we set for the twins, we set ours in the living room. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, that base station you set in your living room and it's cordless cordless uh, charging. So you just put it on there at night and it should charge. Well, it's, yeah. it's kind of hard to get. I know, I couldn't open it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so you have the little base station here and it shows on the picture. Gotcha. Uh, you set your sock in there at night and it charges. Mm-hmm. But what happens is it gives you different colors on that ring around the bay the base station mm-hmm. um, and if it like ours went off a couple times with one of our uh, twins but that was because he had a Sandifer syndrome so it's really bad acid reflux okay and so you know he was hiccuping and burping and that was yeah. kind of going off but um, it gives off a not a tornado siren kind of but it's very loud it's very well, uh, I, I, alerting I would hope so <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. very alerting yeah so uh, but yeah the, the first couple times it went off I kind of had that, that that panic feeling that I did the morning of right um, but it's there for but, a reason now. But yeah, it like is there for a reason. Know, and it clearly works, right? And it's no doubt this product has saved many, many lives. Um, and I'm sure the, the families that, that are giving, getting one from you is extremely grateful to have it. Uh, as far as, you know, obviously, like this has only been going on for six, seven months. Um, what's it been like? I mean, are you throwing events now? Kind of how's the fundraising been? And what ideally, if there's anyone listening, like that would like to throw an event or raise money for it to help out, like how, I mean, what's the best way to do all that stuff too? So we've, we've had one event that our organization has put on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was actually this past weekend. Uh, we did a little mini putt putt tournament. Yeah. 
Um, we did that at our out at JR's Pub and Grill. Uh-huh. Um, so they had like the mini golf course along with like a bar, and we put um, tents out there, canopies yeah. and stuff with like little. We made a clinko board. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did you know uh, like the ducks in the pool and right. dart boards, uh, dart or pop the balloons and stuff like that. Uh, we just wanted we wanted we we want all of most of our events to be very family friendly. Uh, we are reaching out to to kids, yeah. so we we don't just want adults being there. We also want children to have fun at our events, but. Mm. Um, the event the event turned out really well. It was it was hot, but it, for the most part, it turned out very yeah. very good in our favor. Um, as far as like raising money, um, a lot of people feel very it, it touches a very soft spot in their heart because a lot of the people that have heard about us or reached out to us have had experience. you know experience close yeah. to something like this. Um, so those are usually the people who are very quick to donate to to our organization, you know, without even having to show up to an event or receive right. anything from us. Um, but there's, a, I know that there's a lot of families that have like a history and stuff like that who, like I said, t- this touches a very soft spot in their heart and are willing to give to an organization who's just also giving, yeah, you know, for for just a couple dollars, right? Um, and with what we have with Outlet, we have, uh, I guess, like a. We have a deal with them where if we buy one sock, they'll give us two socks for the price of just that one. Great. So we're receiving three for every one that we buy. That's amazing. Um, and so that's that's good on us because, that, I mean, we have— Well, yeah, because you get to serve more families. Yeah. And, I mean, that, that's amazing for them to, to even want to do that and be a part of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's—yeah, it's—that's really cool. Yeah, for, for anybody out there who's trying to throw an event and raise money and awareness— um, like our first, like our first gig this past uh, weekend, mm-hmm. it didn't turn out as well as we had hoped. We did see faces, but it didn't turn out as well as we had hoped. But don't give up thinking right, that. Right, of course. You know that's that's how it's going to always be because yeah. we are a new foundation. Yeah. You when know, you also uh, work full time. Yeah, that's that full time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that too. Uh, but also, don't give up because we are a new foundation. Not as many people as you think have heard about you. Although we have the Facebook likes. Not a lot of people know what we do. Um, Facebook is probably our number one marketing tool that we use. But I like to get on there and create a lot of videos um, to inform people, but to also inform them of events that we're having. Um, So really just getting your face out there and just word of mouth is, is another big one. I met four people the other day at the postal office who overheard me talking to the to the clerk yeah. about you know our organization and instantly I gave out five or six of these little pamphlets mm-hmm. um, and people are like oh yeah I, I've heard of these things and yeah. you know I've got a, a daughter who's about to have a baby in three so months I'm like well have her reach out there to you us go. you know yeah. get on our website fill out an application mm-hmm. um, and usually from there we determine whether they need one or not right and like I said, we try not to we try not to be too picky about who we give one out to because I in my heart, if we could give one out to everybody, right. yeah, I would. Yeah, um, I I I try to I don't want anybody to ever go through that dark place that I went through. Mm-hmm. Um, you fall into that hole, and a lot of people don't ever come out of it. Yeah, um, and I was blessed enough that I I did crawl up out of that hole, mm-hmm. um, and I saw. And I looked forward. I looked ahead. Uh, I, can, I continued to pursue life. Um, I didn't give up on it. Yeah. Um, and I that, continued you know. to better yourself too, and now provide for the girl. You know, the daughter, the the twins, and you see your mm-hmm. three little kids now. Mm-hmm. You know, and and like like you said, it could have gone the total opposite direction, mm-hmm. and you know, there, there could be no foundation, 
and it, it could have been total destruction like many examples of people that have gone through such a horrific mm-hmm. thing like this like you know it's it, I can't imagine how bad that was like and yeah, but now you have this foundation you know you're you're striving to provide for your family to change kind of like the lifestyle that your generation family has had had in the past around money and and going down the dental route and studying mm-hmm. that's that's a role model you know you're now a role model for your kids your wife and everyone else which is that's pretty incredible man yeah, i appreciate that man thank you yeah it's and i know like it's i haven't like i haven't been through anything nowhere near what you've been through but it is awesome to see you talk like this about it like there's oh, so much you. you know there's so much passion in your voice about the change that you have but not even just this it's so much passion in about like me like like it's as if you've been given a second chance mm-hmm. right yeah oh, absolutely you know like and they like i'm not gonna waste the days that i'm on this planet for right mm-hmm. and that's what i love to see because it's you know it's like we said earlier you never thought that you'd be a dental assistant never mm-hmm. thought you'd be going to dental school like mm-hmm. it wasn't even anywhere possible in the you know growing up or anywhere near you, who, who you were in that time of your life but you know things happen and now you know I'm sure in a few years you'll be finding a place to do your you know I know nothing about dental school clearly but you'll be finding a place and you'll have a practice and like you'll be changing lives and making people have pearly white teeth yeah, I got to fix my my, my own smile. So, yeah. yeah, man, I yeah. somewhere somewhere along the line, man, I told myself that I wanted to be somebody. Yeah. I also, you know, I came came to find my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and whoever you believe in, believe in it, and and truly believe. If you say you believe, truly believe it. Yeah. Um, like I like I I believe in God. I believe there's a heaven. I believe there's a hell. Um, I believe that one day, you know, after my time is is over here, that I will see my family and my daughter again. Yeah. Um, and so I find comfort in that. But I also know that I have three other kiddos at home who do depend on me. Mm-hmm. That I can't, I can't just give up. You know, I, I, if I give up, I'm giving up on them. Right. And so, really, what kept me going and putting one foot in front of the other was my kiddos. I. I love my kiddos to death. I would do anything for those kids. Um, you know, even and even talking about it kind of kind of makes me want to cry a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> of course. No, no but, doubt. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, man, if it if it weren't for my wife and kids, I don't think that I would be where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. Um, or be the person that I am. Um, and so I that's why I try really hard cuz I don't want to I feel like if I fail, I'm failing them. Um, and that's why I'm really I'm really hard on myself about getting through school. Um, I, I I don't know if I fear um, failure, going backwards. Did, yeah, just going backwards. Like I I, I hope <laughs> yeah. I hope I end up getting into dental school. Um, there's you know there's some stuff on my record not my not my own personal record but you know yeah. educational record that you know like my GPA for instance I'm like oh man well, it's not good <laughs> enough to get in oh, I, I I worry about that yeah. but. Yeah, I, I, every day that I'm that I'm studying and I'm sitting there at the table, especially with you know the pandemic this past year or two, mm-hmm. I, I got to sit at home and uh, whenever I was getting in a it stuck in a tough spot and I'd look up and I'm like I'm doing this for my kiddos, so I yeah. got I got to keep going. Yeah, I got to keep going. That's and even though even though it was chaotic because I have you know my twins are three, mm-hmm. we're we're we don't have the biggest home. You know everybody kind of 
they all they're all pulled towards the living room for some reason, which where is like it's the one room <laughs> that the echoes. Study spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like sitting there and it's chaos and I'm trying to think and I've got Edgar Poe and you know stuff like that on on uh, on the YouTube playing up there. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I'm if I'm becoming like a like a serial killer or if, <laughs> <laughs> or if this has helped me in any way. But yeah. you know, I, I see my kids and I look at my wife and I, I, the the number one reason why I'm doing this is definitely for them, and I come I come in second. That's awesome. Yeah, um, and it's just because I want to be able to fend for my family, man. I, mm-hmm. I I want I want to be able to have a boat. I don't want to be I don't want to be wealthy and have like a big house. I don't. I, I want two acres. Yeah. With a three bedroom home, four bedroom home, uh, with you know like a like a four wheeler and a boat in the backyard. Yeah. And maybe like one practice pitching green in the front for my golf clubs and that's it i'm not asking for a whole lot i just want to be happy no doubt uh to that point with with the with the foundation then where can people reach out what's the website social media stuff you mentioned facebook's obviously the big spot where can everyone go to so obviously like you said facebook uh the penny project Uh, you can look us up on facebook Mm -hmm. Um, if not, you can always go to our website. Uh, the website is thepennyproj.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get on there, um, and there's an application that you can fill out towards the bottom of the page. Um, you can fill it out for yourself, your infant, or you can fill it out for a family member or friend. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, it'll ask you that question when you get on there. Yeah. Uh, you can fill that out for them. Um, just kind of put us in, in their direction. Um, you just fill out that application and then we take the reins from there. We, like I said, I do out, I do all the reaching out to the families. Yeah. Um, it, it, me or my wife, uh, I like to get in touch with the families to really know yeah. why this would make a difference in their life. Um, obviously a lot of, a lot of parents say this will put ease at ease to their mind, yeah. mm-hmm. which, which it hopefully it will. Yeah. Um, I can't say that this is a life saving device cause it's not, it's just one that will give you alert you monitor yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll it helps you 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 still have to practice safe sleeping habits you know you can't have the baby in your bed yeah uh, you know not a bunch of blankets you know no sleeping with the giving them their own bottle which I, if you yeah. if your infant can hold its own bottle <laughs> at that age then touche the props to them but um you <laughs> yeah. know you still have to practice safe sleeping habits but um, yeah, you can go to our Facebook. Uh, the website is right now is our number one. Uh, I'm I'm very I re- I respond within a few hours, if not at least a day or two. I'm very quick to respond to people. Uh-huh. I don't like to leave people waiting, especially if they already have a baby at home. All right. Yeah. You know, some it, something like that could occur the night of, uh-huh. and that's what I'm trying to keep families from having to go through. Yeah. Is what I went through. Mm-hmm. Um, and because that, for me, anytime I think about that, anytime I hear other families having to go through something like that, it's it takes me back. Yeah, I look back, I still feel that pain. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's something that you're going to carry with you for the rest of your life. Like you can't get rid of that. Yeah, yeah, but I can definitely help other families from having to go through it. Yeah, which um, is and that's is cool. me personally. That's what I want. I don't want mm-hmm. somebody else having to go through. That ache, that pain, you know, that that dark place, yeah. you know, and having to like figure out how to get out of it because a lot of people don't. A lot of people turn to mm-hmm. whatever you know, their like, vices, yeah, yeah. whatever you know, drinking, drugs, there, yeah. you know, yeah. other uh, other things like that. And mm-hmm. fortunately for me, I like I said, I had my my family, yeah, that was there for me. Um, and not only that, but it, it's, there was an inner voice in myself that told myself to get up, crawl mm-hmm. out. 
And so thank, thankfully I did. I, I'm very yeah. happy and that's why I wanted to do something like this because I didn't want her memory just to fade. Mm-hmm. I didn't want her to pass away in vain. Yeah. Um, I wanted to do something for her because if it weren't for Penelope, I wouldn't be who I am today. And you, there wouldn't be 17 families can, yeah. counting yeah. getting this, these devices and stuff. Yeah, we're hoping we can get to 50 by the end of the year. And yeah. that's, that's a big jump between now and sure. December, but it's, it's doable. We just no need doubt. enough people to reach out to us. And like I said, we, we take the reins from there. Yeah, Take it all from there. You don't have to worry about a single cost. Uh, the mm-hmm. only thing that we ask in return is that after the baby's a year and a couple months old, you return the sock to us so that way we can gift it again gotcha. to another family uh-huh. um, and keep these going in rotation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they don't have to worry about a single cost. We, we pay for all the mailing, all the UPS fines, yeah, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Cause, um, but yeah, we, we just give them away. We, we just, it's we just want every infant to have a fighting chance. Uh-huh. Um, and that's, that's what matters. No doubt. Um, well, man, thanks so much for coming down and sharing the story. Uh, I know it's not easy, uh, but you know, the things you're doing, um, you know, changing lives and just giving these these items away, like it's powerful stuff. Thanks, man. You know, and I'm sure there's people listening that are tearing up, thinking about kids of their own, you know, going through all that stuff and um, kind of, you know, going through it as well. So for people listening, uh, I'll post the links to the Facebook page, the website um, down below. Uh, if you feel the need to reach out, um, to want to help out, to raise some money, you know, e- Add, add this foundation to, to the list of causes that you give to because, um, you know, it, it's clearly worth it. And, you know, these these items for, for some people are very expensive, um, but for others they're not. And if you have, you know, some disposable income, then then reach out and donate a little bit uh, and change change the family's life. So for everyone listening, uh, we really appreciate you and we will catch you next episode. Cheers. The home market is booming and RCB Bank is here for you. If you're in the market to buy a home, a mortgage pre-qualification will make the process much easier. Talk to one of our mortgage professionals today, RCB Bank, that's my bank. With approved credit, terms and restrictions apply, member FDIC, equal housing lender, RCB Bank, NMLS 798151. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram. Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. Also, huge shout out to RCB Bank for jumping on board to be a sponsor. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.